0: Hey guys, I'll be at the Protected Crowns Beauty Supply Community Event on June 24th at Albury Recreation Center by the Tennis Courts, located at 6101 Artley Street. We will be celebrating their crowdfunding campaign. Come out and hang with me. Donate to their crowdfund on Indiegogo. This link will be on our Instagram. We will be playing Devil Dutch, line dancing, food, music, vendors, and more. I'm looking forward to meeting you all. So come out and grab your Just Let It Glow merch. See you at the event. Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiara and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast with the queen, Mwah. Child. All right, I started drinking this little um, Jack Daniels Tennessee and Honey Lemonade drink. It's like um, a cooler, so I've been sipping on it since I started um, the episode with Eric. He doesn't know I was drinking this, but I've been sipping on it. It's pretty good, and it feels feels spicy. Like I feel like I would drink this at the beach. Like I would have this little thing at the beach it's kind of like a a cross between like a mike's heart lemonade but not quite like a for a loco but it's in a can i like it um you guys should try it tell me what you think and if y'all tried it because i told y'all to tell jack daniels to sponsor me um what's been going on with me this past week i've been good just figuring life out day by day I really feel like when you are like cool and you're like aligned and you're focused on you, it really attracts people. And it's not always the people you would want it to attract. Like like it's really like moss to a flame sometimes. So you just have to be just a what I'm learning is you just have to be a little bit careful of the light what's your light attracts and sometimes it's not that great but (laughs) you just roll with the punches but don't dim your light because you know a moth might fly around just fling that bitch around somewhere um so this episode we're gonna start it off real smooth and i'm gonna talk about some cool stuff some light-hearted things and then we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes so let's just get started so, Tyler Perry is finalizing his deal to buy BET. All right. I know I gave him a little flick a couple of weeks ago. Maybe he heard it. Maybe not. I don't know. But I do think this is a great idea simply because Tyler Perry already has a mega size production studio. And a lot of films have, outside of his own films, have been filmed there. And he has sound stages and he's able to really really utilize it and to own a network while owning your own mega size um studio like he does with like 10 uh sound stages he has like a whole town built there like I feel like this is so smart it's so great I feel like if he gives other writers, directors, creators an opportunity to film and be on BEC, I just think that this will really catapult, you know, the network and the channel and really change things up. Now, granted, we might get even more Medea marathons, but that there is a crowd, there is an audience for that too. Um, I look forward to it. Also, I'm just looking forward to BET being owned by a black person again. Um, I think that when it left um the hands of black people, it has been slowly but surely dwindling. Also, I think he's supposed to be buying um VH1 as well, which I can understand why now all of the, you know, Wretched TV we like, they come on VH1, it's now going to MTV. So, so far it looks like um, Black Ink Crew and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta are all on MTV. And so I think that would be really cool. I think they'll have a lot more opportunity. I would go work there if they wanted somebody like me to give my unbiased opinions. Hire me to be in a focus group, Tyler. Ask me to be a casting director, a writer, something. You know, I have a lot of opinions and a lot of talent. So look me up. <laughs> but I think that'll be a really cool thing, and I'm looking forward to it. Also, I feel like once Tyler Perry get his hands on the BET Awards, we just might see Beyoncé return. We might just see Oprah in the audience. We just might see um, those seats fill up again because BET has not been able to hold that star power like they used to. And I think if we're going to remember when I was talking about like how we need to support the black award shows, like how we want recognition from um, mainstream award shows like the Grammys and the Oscars. I think that having Tyler Perry um, owning BET, it comes with a certain level of prestige and it comes, it shows that your net work and your net worth are hand in hand sometimes. And I just think that we will be able to see um, Black excellence on BET again. And um, I look forward to it. I wonder if they could, I don't feel like they could do 106 and Park again. Simply because kids don't watch music videos, but I do hope they are able to do some type of like teen summit or something. I just feel like teenagers don't have shit to look forward to no more, but YouTubers. Maybe they should do like the social media awards again. I don't know. Um, Y'all, my show is back on. Y'all know me and Natasha talked to y'all about this. Not last summer. I think the summer before or was it last summer? Cruel summer. It is on freeform and it comes on Hulu Hulu the next day. Last year we were all tapped in. It was about um, two girls and something that happened over the summer. We thought um, one of the girls was in on a kidnapping. The other, it was just a lot. This season, basically, it's these two um, girls. They become friends. Someone dies. So for a minute, you don't know who died. Then you're uncovering over three summers what happened and what's the incident. So basically, we're trying to figure out what is the incident, what happened, and how are these two girls involved, and why are they not friends? So it's interesting so far. I'm feeling it. I am i don't know what's going on. If I haven't guessed the plot yet, then y'all know it's pretty good. So I would definitely say give it a chance. Stream it with me. Let's get into it. Now let's get to the bullshit. All right. So I saw that Amber Rose is on College Hill Celebrity Edition this season. And there was a conversation about colorism, which led to her and Jocelyn Hernandez getting into a fight. We're going to get into Jocelyn Hernandez again later, but I'm just going to talk about Amber's opinion on um, segregation colorism and things of that nature so basically throughout the show Amber Rose talks about how she's alternative black how you know she was treated growing up in Philadelphia South Philly to be exact you know she didn't fit in with the white crowd she didn't fit in with the black crowd Um, you know once again she's just so beautiful that you know no but no other girls in her neighborhood were as pretty as she was. Um when she moved to LA, her vernacular from Philly was just so bad that no one in LA could understand her. Um they were having a debate. So I guess um like the great debaters like one crowd is on yay, the other crowd is on nay and they were talking about segregation. And Jocelyn and some others were saying how they feel like segregation um, pulled the Black community down and that prior to segregation, we had our own doctors, our own lawyers, our own school teachers, our own stores, and Black Americans were thriving a lot more, right? But once schools and things been segregated, that pushed out a lot of Black professionals And um, it caused a strife in Black capitalism, basically. Um, And Amber Rose was arguing that because she's half white and due to segregation, she would not be able to um, go to school with her white family members. And she was saying how that was an issue. And I just want to say this. Yes, that's all fine and well. But now that we're post-segregation, Amber, you still didn't get the opportunity that you thought you, that you're, you think you're missing out on. You didn't go to school with really your white family members. You didn't get to go to school in a suburban area. You didn't get the better education. From what I understand, she went to South Philly High School in South Philly. It's not the best school. I think they like the nickname is like Southern, whatever. I, I tell y'all, it ain't never no reason. No shade to people from South Philly that listen to the podcast. I have never had any reason to go to South Philly. I'm a West Philly girl. For some reason, I have just never tapped into South Philly. The furthest in South Philly I've ever really hung out is at the stadiums. I have been to South Street, and I've been to the stadiums. I never hang out in between. I don't even know what that's about. But she went to like a regular-ass neighborhood school, and she still is not understanding that segregation wasn't created because the Black people wanted to be separate. You know, white people wanted to be separate. Black people originally wanted to be separate but equal. Originally, they wanted to be able to have the same standard of care, the same standards of wellness. you know, they wanted their schools to have the same funding and the same opportunities as white schools. White people did not want to give that, so then segregation, you know, desegregation became an integrating schools. And I just think that Amber Rose just does not understand a lot of black history and white American history and how these things weren't happening because like the one drop rule was not created by black people. It was created by white people. And your anger is misplaced, if that makes sense. Where for real, for real, I I hear what you're saying about growing up, but you did not experience colorism growing up. You were bullied. Like, um, don't call me white girl said, You were bullied for possibly being light-skinned. You were possibly bullied for that. You did not experience colorism simply because of the fact that in Black spaces, you are the majority. You are not the minority. You are praised. You are not looked down upon. You are privileged in our community. Also, when you and a darker female are going in white spaces, you're accepted more because of colorism. Your type of black does not scare or intimidate white people as much as a darker-skinned woman would be. Also, you know, it's these are not things that these are not standards or rules or anything that black people have put on you black people you know being biracial in a black community is praised upon being biracial automatically makes you beautiful being biracial in a black community already makes you elite you know it puts you in a certain power in a certain position and i don't think that she really understands these things and i think her anger should probably be to how she was treated by her white counterparts and not how her black counterparts are you know and I think she needs to understand her colorism comments also what I didn't like is she kind of pulled a Karen and I'm not in no way ever going to defend um, Jocelyn but I will say you put your hands on that lady just because she said something you didn't agree and you thought she should have been put punished to the fullest extent because you felt bullied although you put your hands on her purse and y'all aren't children y'all are adults and that was a very Karen-like move from you and I'm very disappointed Amber very very disappointed in it um that lady was nowhere near you she didn't even seem like she was about to put her hands on you she said some things you did not agree with nor did you like Your best bet was to walk off. You hit her and then you're like, I don't know why I'm getting expelled. I don't know why I'm getting kicked off because she, she started it. She did not touch you. Period. Point blank. It was a discussion in class that at first the teacher was trying to correct Jocelyn's statement, but you jumped up out your seat and did whatever y'all did that BEC refuses to share online out of respect for Alabama State University. And I agree. Even though y'all promoted that fight, that is a prestigious HBCU. And the last thing they need is some washed up reality star and ball-headed ass Amber Rose fighting on on their damn campus when they don't even allow that for students. And to be honest, I know... That on a lot of college campuses, if you get, you know, caught fighting on campus, like at my school, if, like, public safety or somebody, like, catch y'all fighting, you wouldn't get kicked out, but you'll get what is called a judiciary and a judicial, and you have to pay a fine. So fighting isn't okay on anybody's campus. And once you got out your seat and you put your hands on that lady, you turned into a Karen and tried to explain why you, it was right for you to do so. And I say that to say, check your biases, baby. Check your biases. Um, Jocelyn fighting one of her former castmates of Jocelyn's Camberay, Big Lux, at Floyd Mayweather's Park. Jocelyn needs rehab. J- Jocelyn was bugged out of her mind. Like at some point, you had to stop putting people on TV. Even how she was acting on beat on the show on College Hill. Like I said, I do get Amber's frustrations with her because Jocelyn is a kooky bitch to live with. I would not have felt safe in a house um, with her. She's too much. I would never have felt safe in the house with her, to be honest. But at some point, we got to stop putting people on TV knowing that they're struggling. And that video, it was men jumping in the fight. It was other women jumping in the fight, kicking this girl in the head while she was down. Jocelyn, they said that she fought the girl from behind. The girl's breast is showing there is a woman that was around the fight that was like walking away from the fight. And Jocelyn just walks over to this random girl and punches her in the face. Then the girl threw a drink at her and Jocelyn and two other men are like running behind her. So the girl ran because it's like, what the hell? And um, people are laughing. People are laughing and they think it's funny. And it's like, there is nothing funny about showing your ass at a boxing ring. Like, cut it out. And it's unfortunate. Like, y'all just think everything is okay. and Everything is funny and entertaining. And it's like, that's not. That lady was bugged out. Her pupils were dilated. She had a strength that no one could really, you know, hold her down. Then what I didn't like is... Uh, once again I talked about this before with her fiance husband whoever he is ballistic he likes to get involved with her and other women and he like manhandling this other woman screaming at her face but Jocelyn put her hands on this girl first and you don't hold your girlfriend back you stand it over this woman and you're intimidating now she's by herself and feel like she's about to fight you and Jocelyn and Jocelyn is a big brawl. And nothing tiny about Jocelyn. Jocelyn is a strong lady. She is muscular. And first of all, dealing with a strong lady like her, they obviously push bench prices 350 damn pounds and on that cocaina. I don't know what I would have done either, but I promise you, I wouldn't have stopped. I wouldn't have stopped whatever I was going to do, it was never going to be no stop. Like some random stranger had to pull this girl away from the fight. Jocelyn, they need to send her to rehab and stop exploiting it. Like at this point, we got to stop exploiting these shows that these celebrities and people like that and stop thinking everything is funny and really get them the help that they need because it's not given. It's not given. And at this point, We gotta do better. And at some point, Jocelyn, if I'm 32, Jocelyn gotta be damn near 40. Jocelyn gotta be damn near 40 if I'm 32. Like, there's no other way. We're not even gonna pretend like she's not, like she's some young lady. She's a grown ass lady. Grown ass lady. And we're not about to just play around and act like. Fighting and jumping on people is cute. Like, it's not. Grow up. And if this was for her TV show, cancel the shit now. Because nobody wants to see that bullshit day in and day out. Speaking of bullshit... One of the things that I get tired of discussing is consent. Because it's just a very simple concept that for some reason... Men don't understand, and I we people can say it to their blue in the face. Just because of how you perceive a woman does not give you the opportunity or the green light to do what you want to do with them. Just because a woman is a prostitute, right? For example, that does not mean that when you see her walking on the street, you can sexually assault her because she's a sex worker. Let's get into this. So Sukiyana was on a panel with some men and a rapper, YK or Rices. I don't know none of these little kids' names. You I don't know. YK or Rices Orises. I don't know. I'm saying the boy name wrong. But He walks over, grabs her face, and kisses her in the fucking mouth. Let me tell you this. Kissing somebody in a mouth is just so intimate. And for you not to know her, and because you find her attractive, or because she talks about sex, and she's very in tune with her sexuality, or you perceive her as a certain way, that does not give you the right to put your body parts on her. You walked over there, you violated her space, and y'all laughed. And one of the things that bothered me is that the dude sitting next to her knew that was wild, but didn't really hold him accountable. Why are y'all so scared to hold people accountable? Now, she's sitting here looking crazy and not knowing what to do, but she showed her ass, And scream to yell and pull the Jocelyn and try to knock him over the head, y'all be like, oh my gosh, Uh, it wasn't that deep. No, don't put your mouth on nobody. Don't put your hands on nobody. Don't stand in their space. And another thing, I really do like candy bears, but I'm going to need you females to speak up too when people making, when your friends are making people uncomfortable. Just because, and this is why I feel like men, straight men, especially straight cisgender men especially should not have podcasts talking about sex because there is a level of self-control on a sexual podcast you need to have and men just tend certain men not all men tend to take things just a little too far whereas they can't have healthy conversations around sex you have to be super sorry you my phone fell you have to be su- super derogatory, super like nasty. You have to like describe words that are so just, ugh. And you always playing around with somebody's comfortability level. And I feel like Candy show, Candy Coated Nights, her friend DJ A1, that co hosts the show, get him the fuck off the show. And Candy honestly starts talking about sex. It's pissing me off. You keep putting yourself in these stupid-ass situations surrounding sex, and I feel like y'all don't do enough research and y'all don't understand consent, sexual assault, invading somebody's privacy. Certain things that just come in that has to be presented when you are discussing things in a sexual nature, y'all of a certain generation do not understand. I don't care what Sukiana rips about she does not deserve to be disrespected or her space be violated. As a 40-something-year-old man, damn near 50, to see a girl that's in her late 20s, and just because she has a sexual proudness about her or she talks about sex in her music, she did not ask you to show a penis pig. In a work setting, that is sexual harassment, and you can be fired and sued for that she can sue you for that right now she did not ask to see a penis picture of yours you are talking about her body parts in such a derogatory way and i'm not going to repeat what he said because i'm really trying to change how much i curse and what i say on this show but you guys can you know look at it on instagram to do all of that is disgusting. And I'm sorry. I, I promise you, men who act like that are not the man. They are really, it gives involuntary, like an incel. It gives that you peaked at 40 when you started making money. It peaks that you have no social skills when it comes to attractive women. And it just get it's just nasty. And you are way too old to act like that. And I don't know why you think you're doing it for shock value or for attention, but it's disgusting. And the women that are friends with you need to hold you accountable. Hold you accountable and stop thinking everything is simple. And also understand just because your friend is a female and she doesn't mind that talking like that with you, it's probably because she knows you me or any other women you encounter don't know you is not cool and don't think what's cool for one female is cool with the other and you have probably made so many women feel uncomfortable and because a lot of us aren't taught to speak up or we don't want to make a bad opinion because again colorism you don't want to be the black angry uh woman you don't want to be you know accused of that shit you just shut up and be quiet and people are like, "Oh, Susie so always got something to say. Why she didn't say nothing this? She ain't say it because it's uncomfortable." Have you ever been in a situation where sexually someone made you feel uncomfortable and you're trying to figure out if, "Hey, am I tripping? Am I wrong? Am I reading too much into this? Or did this is this person really violating me?" And I feel like if you feel violated, then you were violated. And it's annoying that we have to have keep having conversations in 2023 around consent and sexual behaviors. And then y'all question whether or not men in power, celebrities, could actually do some of the things that they're accused of. And I tell you guys 110%, hell yes. I have experienced this with people where they just feel like because they find you attractive, they you they can just say anything to you, or they or because you dress up sexually or not even sexually, but like you look sexy to them, you look attractive to them. They're attracted to you. They feel like they can do whatever they want. I said this before, where it was someone I was at school and we were at like a house party or whatever. And this guy who's like super nerdy or whatever, never even seemed like he pulls girls. I had a miniskirt on and he felt like it was okay to slap my ass. And I turned up on him and he was like, you're making this a bigger deal. Girls let me do it. I don't care what these other girls let you do. Don't ever in your goddamn life touch me. And I really wanted to fight because I just feel like it wasn't even like a tap, like how your friends tap you. It was literally like he was my man or something and like slap, slap, slap. And then I really turned around. I feel like I don't remember, but I feel like I hit him. Because like, why would you touch me? Because you find me attractive? Because you like my physique? You feel like you can touch my body? Ain't nobody entitled to nobody else's body. And that's why I be telling y'all to keep your hands to yourself because you can catch a case that way. You can be a registered sexual assault. um, You can be registered a sexual offender for some shit that just would have been common sense. Like, why do you want to be on a registered list for some shit that just shouldn't have happened? It's no reason why you should have showed that woman a, a, a a a nude of you there's no reason why you should have walked over to this woman who you do not know and kiss her that's disgusting most people they are even like intimate don't even go around kissing each other because of the intimacy levels that they feel that it is so walk over and kiss somebody I, unprovoked is so wild you don't know nothing about that lady and she don't know nothing about you in 2023 we shouldn't even be discussing this it should be understood and while we are having sex talks with our kids let's be very very explicit about consent and women you know if you have sons And you let your sons, fathers, you know, discuss the sex talk. I may need you to go in and have another conversation about consent. Women too. With girl children or, you know, you need to do the same thing. Means have real conversations around consent. Because people are really fucking crazy. And we need to let women know. Or anybody for that matter know. It's is not your fault, and you're not wrong if you feel violated. And what somebody else's comfort level is not your comfort level. We can watch the Jersey Shore and see people that are strangers and kissing and all of that shit. That's that woman's comfort level. The lady next to her, that's probably not her comfort level. So stop thinking that everything is a go, because it ain't. Ben, you freaking pigs pissed me off today i was so mad when i seen it i wasn't even planning on talking about that because i really am disgusted and i had seen him do an interview on their sex podcast before and i was pissed off because i kept saying why is he so aggressive and why is he talking like that it's not even fun it's not even i don't know i just don't find men on sex podcasts that aren't like well versed in sex positivity, consent, um that type of thing. I don't find it comfortable for them to even be on the show. But next, you guys, we gotta let it go, sis letter. And it's juicy. It's about open relationships. So let's let's get into it. And this is from the same person who sent us um a uh, the last story about like her date from Hinge or whatever. So I'm back on Hinge. Don't judge me, y'all. So I'm back on Hinge and I matched with someone in my area and he seemed cool from conversation and his profile. So it's been a couple of weeks in conversing and I noticed he has a relationship preferences of non-monogamy and me being me, I never look at the profiles and details. But the conversations were going good. I decided to look at X clarifying questions. So he explained to me that he has a girlfriend, but that both, of, both him and his girlfriend date other women. So I'm thinking, oh shit, they want me for a threesome or some other shit like that. So he explained a little more in detail how he's interested in making friends, blah, 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 and that more social interactions were his thing. So I'm not going to lie, I'm naturally curious and not interested in learning more about the dynamic because I'm still figuring out what I like and I think dude is cool so far. So we exchanged numbers and I asked more questions about his relationship dynamics and he explains that they date, they date other women socially and have sex casually. They can date all together or separately. His girlfriend is bisexual and only deals with women and him but has the option of dating other men so yeah I personally believe myself to be a jealous person so open relationships may not be my vibe I also believe myself to be open-minded so I wanted to know your thoughts has a situation like this ever been presented to you and if not would you be open on either side I know you're a Scorpio so y'all don't like telling y'all business lol but I always hear about these situations on social media and never actually encountered black first doing it, black folks doing this or at least sharing this in real life. Oh, I just got a text from my homeboy and he said the couple sounds confused. But yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um Me, I have been approached about certain things from the man point of view, but not like no, I have been approached about a threesome from a girl, but like I would I would've never. So that was a flat out no. Um, two, and it wasn't like I just the girl that asked me and her boyfriend. It just like it gave bitch, you tried it, <laughs> like girl over. I'd rather sweep fucking sand than to do that shit. Sand from the most tropical beach in the world. I'd rather sweep sand up. I would have rather shit it in my hand and click before I did that. I just felt offended that the girl even even thought that I would play like that with her or him. Um, the other times, it was pretty much like on a man's point of view. Like, he wasn't about to go about it the right way. And I, knowing damn well, one, like I said, I'm a Scorpio. I'm very territorial. I like what I like. I like monogamous relationships. I'm not into sharing. I'm into discussion. So like even in the dating process where you're like probably dating other women, I don't want to know shit about it. I don't want you to be like, oh yeah, I'm on a date because we're just, date. We're just like in that early phase of dating. I don't want to know nothing you do outside of me. And I I don't like that. Two, I'm not interested in women. Never been attracted. Not my thing. Would never, you know, would never do something just for the sake of making somebody help happy. So that's the other thing. The other time this happened, it was somebody I talked to in the past and him and his girlfriend were kind of like into this open relationship thing. But, um... He knows I'm not into girls. I'm not into sharing men. He was just like, oh, I want to hang out with you as a friend. But like the only way I could do it is if all of us hang out. And I just not that hung up for friends. So that was like a hard pass for me. Like, no. Would I ever think about it in the future? No. I think I'm very in tune with who I am as a person. And while it's not about being open-minded, I just not into putting myself in situations that won't be favorable. And I also think when men do that non monogamy thing on like dating sites, it's a little bit more off-putting because how do you know that to be true? And I feel like if couples are into that, they should probably do that on a female standpoint because then at least you know like the woman is bisexual or, you know, Into women, and that they might be okay with this type of situation, or interested in you, him, ex, and you. You know, I just feel like, why are you so hung up on social interactions? Like, are you not busy enough? And then I just, my brain just goes too far left. I just would never do that. I would never, I would never find peace in a situation like that. Not my thing, not my vibe. But if him and his girlfriend are on one accord about it. I don't think they're confused. I think they're very aware of what they do. I think that they're very, you know, there are a lot of people that have open relationships but won't there's only one sided of openness. Their man cheat and they be quiet. But I think, you know, for some couples they are into that like that lifestyle, that openness, that swinger lifestyle. I think that works for them, if they have an understanding. Um, and there's a respect. But I also, like I said, on like our sister wives episode, I would I only believe it if the woman is confident. If the woman is very confident in herself and she can she knows she can have any guy she wants. Then, yeah, but I also feel like if she can only date women and not other men, I feel that's policing, so I still feel like that means they really just have threesomes so that she can know about when he cheat on her because why wouldn't she be able to date men too if she's attracted to both men and women, and if you are attracted to women, then why would you be able to get your cake and eat it too? Like Why can't she have both things she's attracted to? So yeah, it's too many caveats. It's too many loopholes in it. I would never get involved. That's one too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm good. Would never do it. Um, No judgment to those who do it, but if you're in a successful open relationship, I would love to learn more details about that. I would love to be all up in your business if you'll let me. Um, But for me, like I said, that level of Scorpio. That and my Venus is in Scorpio. I don't play like that. <laughs> I don't play like that. I don't play like that for real. For real, I don't even want my man having a coworker that he sit down and have lunch with every day. I don't play like that. <laughs> so I would never be okay with him dating somebody else. And even like I don't know. I'm just like a very monogamous person like when i'm with somebody i'm with them even if he's like oh yeah you can date other men i don't have that much uh of attention span to focus on another man to do like that. so it wouldn't work for me but those that it worked for and honestly i know who this person is they sent this letter and bitch you know this shit ain't for you either you just bored and curious let it go um but now let's get into the glow up so it was this post on instagram and sometimes like a post can really be what's happening in my life at the time and i'm like damn that hit that hit really hard so it was just basically like i'm okay with being the bad person if it means that i stand hold to the boundaries that you violated like, if I'm okay with you telling people I'm the bad guy because I'm not plea bargaining, how I feel about a situation. And when I told y'all I'm in my fuck around to find out era, I also meant to mention I'm in my villain era. Meaning, I'm not Meaning, I'm not going around fucking people over. I'm not going around being mean. I'm not going around messing up anybody's life. I'm just in this space where if I am the villain in your story because... I stood firm on my boundaries and how I wanted to be treated. If that makes me a villain, then I'll be the villain. I'll be the joker. I really have no problem with that. I'm okay with it. Are you okay with me being okay with being the villain? You're not. Most people do not want you to be the villain. They want you to feel bad about it. Like, I'm okay with whatever story you tell. And I say that because it's been resonating where I feel like people do things for attention and I do shit for peace. You get what I'm saying? You went no contact to get my attention and I followed up because I require peace and I respect people's boundaries. Now that you want some attention and you realize that I'm not going to fold on not being in contact, You want to infiltrate my life. And because I still have no desire to enter a relationship of any kind with you, I'm the villain. I'm the mean person. I'm, you know, petty. I'm mean-spirited. I hurt your feelings. You're the bigger person. I'm the smaller person. um, You reached out. You're not angry. I'm not angry either. But because I have no reason to reconcile with you, because life has been so peaceful without you, you know, I'm the bad person. You know, one of the things that I have learned early on in life is rejection, right? I talked to y'all before about, you know, having daddy issues and not growing up with my father. So very early on, I felt rejection. I know what that feels like, right? I understand it, and I respect it. You know, if you if I'm not somebody you want in your life, I understand. I respect it, but I'm also not a fucking toy. So once you want me removed, you don't then get a chance to pick me back up because you feel like reconciling this week, but you also don't want to address any of the issues. So therefore, I'm okay with not reconciling. I'm okay with the peace that I have in my life. I have learned not to interact with you. I have learned to go day to day without thinking about you in any way, shape, or form. I'm okay with not being a part of your life and you're not being a part of mine. But the problem is you did all of that no contact, cutting off, blocking, deleting, acting like I don't exist, You did that for attention's sake. And sometimes everybody don't play like that. I'm just not one of those people. Once I learn to live without you, I'm going to live without you. And I don't know if that hurts you guys' feelings or you think, like, that's me being a defense mechanism. No. It's not a defense mechanism. I don't carry no hate in my heart. I really just don't have any care in the world when it comes to you. I might, I learned not to have you around. Um, I learned how to survive. You know, one of the funniest things is where people feel like you're going to fail because they're not a part of your life. That's so fucking egotistical. So fucking egotistical. You know, so when they find out you're thriving. And they have no place in it. They don't. So, and you're okay with keeping things. Hey, how you doing? And there's no beef. But I don't want to be your friend, or I don't want to get back in a relationship with you, or I don't want to, you know, connect again for the sake of family or the sake of longevity of a friendship. I don't give a shit. I don't. Because you went no contact. When you're going no contact with people, it's supposed to mean that they are interrupting your peace and you do not want them in your life. You have reconciled however life may go. Life is short. However, there's no love lost. You pray for them. You love them. But having them in your life on a day-to-day basis or in close proximity does not work well for the life that you're living right now. The problem is people that aren't spiritually aligned do not assess that correctly, and they don't know how to act when people are reciprocating that out of their own peace. It makes you very uncomfortable, you know what I mean? And I'm not uncomfortable, you know? I tell people all the time, I have not spoken to my father since I was freaking 14. 14, maybe, 14 going on 15, maybe. I haven't had a conversation. I have not had a discussion. I have not anything. And I'm 32. I don't wish him any harm. You know, I just don't feel the need to reconcile, you know what I mean, or to fix some shit that I didn't break or to ignore how I feel for the sake of family, you know, or for the sake of proximity to me. I just don't feel that way, you know, and it's very tough, you know, because even some people, you know, they'll cut you off, they'll talk to you like shit. And you are like, okay, well, we just not going to be, we don't get along. We just not going to be in each other's life. Wish you well. too, like with an with a X, right? And it's like, oh, but after we haven't been together for a year or two, you are realizing I was the best thing that ever came to your life. Or she really don't F with me, right? She really acts like I don't exist. She really has nothing to say to me. She really is not worried about me. She really moved on with her life. How do I get her back? Oh, I'm going to do a bunch of grand gestures. And when she fucking tell you to stop and that she's not interested, she's the bitch. She's the villain. You're a nice young man. You're persistent. You're fighting for your love. Why couldn't she see the greatness that you are? She doesn't want to get past this. She's a bitch. She's mean. No, she's reconciled the fact that you guys are not in it. She's probably happier, spiritual, more spiritually aligned. Life is at peace. You are not a thought for them. You know, when you tell people to fuck off, kick rocks, get the fuck out your life, and they do it, Stop feeling bad. Women do that too. Y'all do that bullshit with your friends. You do that bullshit with your family. You do that bullshit with your partners. And you fucking think that later you can just be like, Hey, I miss you. I miss our friendship. I miss, you know, our, I miss being in a relationship with you. I miss, you know, our family, the way that we were as a family. Let's get back to it. Fuck no. Because that person over there, they life happened in their life. And they reconciled the fact that you're just not a part of their life anymore. You were there for a season and not the reason. So if that makes me a villain because I'm okay with how things were are going because of the things in which you set up for us, I'll be the villain if that means my villain is, is at peace. If I know that I'm not doing anything maliciously, but this level of peace and serenity and growth and my life going and growing and going up and I'm not suffering without the loss of you in my life and that I don't have any ill will, I wish you well, I probably still love you, but I just know that we don't work well in that dynamic. I'll be the villain. Because I didn't do that shit out of pettiness. I was dealt a hand that you given and I played the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, like with my dad, for example. I dealt with the cards life gave me, and bitch, I'm winning. I'm doing well. I'm I'm telling you, the way that life went, I was not supposed to be here doing well or thriving and I did all that shit without a pivotal person that's supposed to be in my life you know what I mean so I'll be the villain you know I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the villain in that story too I'm the ungrateful daughter I'm the evil daughter that don't care you know I'm the mean ex-friend that stood on the boundaries that, you know, somebody else created. I'm the mean uh, ex-girlfriend. I'll be all of that shit. I don't care as long as you don't contact me. Like, no amount of unblocking me, no amount of texting me, no amount of anything is going to have me bend on my piece. And one thing about me and two things for sure that I'm not doing and I never will do is plea bargain my boundaries. I can be petty. I can be mean. I can be all of that things. But once my boundaries are continuously violated and you have no regard to the things in which you do, and I'm the villain because I bring these things up to your attention, and now I'm being told that my feelings or my boundaries are petty, move around you ain't gotta do shit you know what I mean scram beat it (laughs) like go back into the abyss go back to where you were because I didn't ask for a reconciliation I have probably prayed for you too but you won't know that you know when you give people your ass to kiss I don't know why you would think that you are able to just easily say, oh, hey, I'm okay. I'm ready to move forward, but don't bring up nothing in the past. Nope, we're not going to fix anything. We're just not. I don't want to hear why you're upset. I don't care why you're upset. I don't care about how I made you feel. I just want us to be besties again. I want us to have uh, go out to brunch. I want us to be in a relationship again. I want, you know, your family love again. No, I want you to work at my job again. I don't care how you were treated in the past. That's how it sounds when you want to move forward and keep sweep shit under the rug. And I don't, I, I, I don't. But also if we are not going to discuss issues then it's just gonna be very much cordial like i don't have no ill will in your heart in my heart for nobody i honestly don't but alicia keys and i don't have ill will i just don't like the lady and i don't want to hear her music but other than that i have no ill will i just learned to adapt and i'm good at it and like i said it's been something that was there from the very beginning And I have thrived without these relationships. And I'm not missing anything. And there's nothing that I'm losing right now. And, you know, unfortunately, everyone is just not going to understand it. And that's okay. But, you know, I'm not plea bargaining how I feel. And I'll be the joker. I'll be the villain. I'll be all that shit. If it means you'll leave me the hell alone and you can tell whatever story that feels right for you to tell. I just hope that you tell the truth, but I have no, you know, real expectations about you doing so. I feel like you you would tell, you know, whatever makes you feel better, you know, and I'm not going to tell nothing because I don't got shit to say. (laughs) I don't got a damn thing to say, so it's okay. You know, but if that'll help you sleep at night and leave me the hell alone, I always say I'm okay with being the villain in somebody's story. Hell, we all gotta be the bad guys sometimes. And if standing firm on how I feel and standing firm and making you stand on your disrespect for me, let me say that again. I'm allowing you to stand firm on your disrespect for me, right? That makes me the villain because you disrespected me because you violated my boundaries because you made me feel uncomfortable because you rejected me. I'm letting you stand on all those things. And I'm not gonna plea bargain about it. And I'm not gonna make excuses for it. I pray for you, and that's it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I look forward to seeing you all on June twenty-fourth at Auburn Recreation uh, Center. Um, follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. Follow on Twitter at Just Let It We on TikTok Just Let It Glow Um, love you guys follow me at I am DeAndre Quiera, and I'll see you on the next episode bye Hey guys, I'll be at the Protected Crowns Beauty Supply Community Event on June 24th at Albury Recreation Center by the Tennis Courts, located at 6101 Artley Street. We will be celebrating their crowdfunding campaign. Come out and hang with me. Donate to their crowdfund on Indiegogo. This link will be on our Instagram. We will be playing Devil Dutch, line dancing, food, music, vendors, and more. I'm looking forward to meeting you all. So come out and grab your Just Let It Glow merch. See you at the event.